Here's what's coming up on today's show. You don't want to just go into this thing blind and ignore the fact that money's going to be passed or you think you're going to spend everything and you don't. So having a plan in place to prevent that from happening or covering the tax liability, tax implications is always advisable in that situation. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. We're going to be doing another two-part series, and our topic today is on legacy planning. So I'm Caitlin Schrock. I'm the Director of Operations here at BA Schrock Financial Group. And joining me today is owner Ben Schrock. Thanks for coming on, Ben. Didn't have a choice. I know. Normally you run the show, <laughs> I so do. I get to run the show today. Flipping the rules. <laughs> I don't know how we'll, we'll see how we handle it. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a topic that comes up frequently in our planning process with our clients and prospective clients. And that topic is leaving a legacy to their heirs. So leaving a legacy isn't necessarily um, a priority for all of our clients, and that's totally understandable. But the reality is that more often than not, uh, most of you will be leaving something to your beneficiaries. And having a plan for what you leave behind and how you want to leave it behind is always advisable. So Ben, for you, do you find that it's a priority for your clients to leave money to their beneficiaries? Yeah, you know, it's, I'd say it's a mixed bag. It's sometimes you have to face the reality of, uh, it can go both ways, I guess. Um, having the conversations with clients to make sure that um, they take care of themselves first. You know, some people have such a, a priority to leave a legacy to their heirs that um, that's priority number one. And we're saying, well, you want to enjoy retirement first. You know, enjoy yourself first. Make sure you're taken care of because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want your client moving in with their children, right? They, they want to live comfortably. So um, setting themselves up first and then also dealing with the reality of um, they might leave something to them because we have clients on the other end of the spectrum, Caitlin, that say, you know what? I want to spend every last dollar. I don't care. My parents never left me anything. Um, I don't really care if I leave my kids anything. So it's kind of coming back to them saying, well, it, it's kind of hard just to just spend your money and just blow your money. Right. So um, having that balance and having that conversation with them to tell them that, you know, in reality, you're likely going to leave your kids something or your grandkids or a charity, whomever you want to leave it to and how to prepare for that. So that's kind of the, the conversation that really gets the wheel spinning um, throughout, our, throughout our process with them and those conversations. So it's, again, it, we navigate through either way um, just to figure out what's important to the client. Yeah, is there ever a time where it's not advisable for someone to leave money? I, I would only say if they really don't want to, I mean, honestly, because okay. uh, the way we always look at it is, if, you know, obviously we, we hope you love your children, you know, I, I don't think we have a choice, right? We're, we're married, so uh, we have to love our kids. Yes, as one of our clients <laughs> always said, you had your kids to enjoy them. That's so, right, that's right. Yeah. Um, so why why not? Why wouldn't you want to leave um, something to, you know, help them out or put them in a position better than you came into, um, whether it's, you know, starting out from uh, a house or you know, paying for college, whatever it may be, um, you know, leaving them something is, is, it would always be a nice way to, 
to you know, leave this world, I guess, uh, in, my, in my opinion. But again, everyone's different. The only reason I'd say no is if it was their goal. They don't really care to. Um, and again, there's other avenues if you have a child with, with a dis- disability or, you know, children that might not be responsible to spend money protecting it so it's passed on in a trust form, so still passed on, but um, the medium of doing so is different than just giving it to them directly. Yeah, that makes sense. So knowing that um, most people will pass on some amount of money, what are the best ways to do that or ways in which you can do that? Yeah, I mean, the the simplest way is um, just making sure stuff is titled properly. You know, um, naming beneficiaries on your accounts, that's easy, right? So when we look at it from our world, there's basically two types of ways to pass money on with your investments. Um, one is with an IRA, you know, 401k or call it pre-tax. I guess there's three ways. Pre-tax would be the IRA type monies. Your tax-free money, which would be your Roth IRAs. Um, and then also you have your brokerage accounts, which is simply an individual investment account or, you know, commonly known as a taxable account. Um, so those three main accounts are the ways that our clients pass money on to their kids. So there's some different rules when it comes to um, passing money down. Uh, we'll kind of dissect those here real quickly. And again, we talked a little bit about this in episodes 77 and 78 about tax reform um, and some of the law changes. So, and this is commonly the, the number one law change with the IRAs. Well, um, kind of two parts to that. The, they changed the required minimum distribution age to 72. And uh, with that, in conjunction with that change, they also said the way that you pass money on down to a beneficiary, not to a spouse, but to a gen- beneficiary down below you within an IRA can no longer be stretched out over the kid's lifetime. So it used to be they inherit that money, they stretch the payments out or the minimum distributions out over their lifetime. Now the IRS is mandating that that account is gone in 10 years. So you have to take distributions out each year over a 10-year period or again, um, take it all out within a 10 year period of time. So that's going to cause some serious taxable ramifications. So it's something about preparing for that and having those conversations with those clients, right? So circling back to what we had just discussed, is it important for clients to leave them money? Some it might be, some it may not, but it's our job to tell them, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you're likely going to leave them this much money. And oh yeah, by the way, it's in this IRA, right? Here's a million dollars in an IRA going down to one child and they got to take out all of it in 10 years. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year taxable income coming out to them. So you don't want to just go into this thing blind and ignore the fact that money's going to be passed or you think you're going to spend everything and you don't. So having a plan in place to prevent that from happening or covering the tax liability, tax implications is always advisable in that situation. Yeah, and it sounds like it would be of benefit to to bring in those beneficiaries, beneficiaries, excuse me, into the conversation because you don't want to be surprised with you know okay now you've got ten years you know if you've most people are accumulating wealth from their parents and they're already working and have you know income of their own so to take large chunks out on on top of it could be detrimental to some i'm sure absolutely and i mean we have clients now that have parents that are still living um, they're in re- their retirement and their parents are retired and still living and then are inheriting money and you know that generation is is kind of like that silent generation they didn't it was none of your business what i have right yeah. it yeah. wasn't front and center mom and dad did not talk about that kind of stuff is very personal um and again i i get that money is a personal thing but 
it's also something that you need to talk about because your plan might be running smooth or our clients' plans might be running pretty smooth. And all of a sudden they they have this windfall of a half a million dollars and it's in an IRA and they got to take those distributions out. So um, we're kind of left spinning the wheel saying, how do we plan for this? So again, inheritances are something that we never really want to count on, right? When we're from a planning perspective, but it's something that we have to prepare for in the event that we do or our clients do inherit that money so that we're not left you know, in, in panic saying, oh crap, we should have done a Roth conversion earlier knowing that we had this extra money coming in. So it helps us do our job um, when we know or those conversations that have been had with the, the client's parents or in our situation, our clients talking to their children um, and bringing them into the conversation like you mentioned is a great recommendation, right? I mean, in today's day and age with Zoom calls and, and, you know, the children can be all over the country or heaven forbid we pick up the phone and conference them in in one of our meetings, um, we can have those conversations live while our, our clients are in the room. And um, it's something that's been working for us when we involve clients and their children into their plan. Yeah, and I think that's a good point too. Is so, like you mentioned, those conversations can be hard. Yeah, for you know a variety of different reasons for sure. people to have with their parents and with their kids. So it's that's something that never hurts. We're we're used to having yeah. money conversations and uncomfortable conversations in this office. Well, hopefully not too many uncomfortable. They're usually pretty good, but it never hurts to bring in your financial advisor to kind of help be that buffer and to really explain in a knowledgeable way why we're having the conversation and how the process will work. Right. And and I always leave it with them and and even our our clients when we talk about this and say, you know, at at the end of the day, if your children choose to work with us or not, if you're no longer here, we hope they do. Right. But, you know, that's up to them. We're not going to hold them hostage. You know, if they have a relationship with someone else or they're working with another advisor, that's fine but those conversations should be had. I think that's only responsible to do. Um, so yeah, it's always good to, to inter- make that introduction um, to that next generation so we can continue the planning because uh, it's an ever-evolving world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, you know other accounts. We talked a little bit about, Caitlin, um, in terms of passing on brokerage accounts or the individual investment accounts. Um, they, they pass on a little bit more tax favorably in today's world. It's something that's been on the, the docket for years to say that the, the government, the, you know, Congress is going to change the laws and, and how those are um, inherited. Again, we talk about that in the tax reform episode 77 and 78, how those are inherited at a step up and cost basis. And again, in its simplest form, if Caitlin, if you invested $100,000 in Apple today and it grew to $500,000 when you died, your children would then inherit your children have to be happen to be our children so it's a little bit <laughs> awkward but um, your children would inherit that at a step up in basis so that four hundred thousand dollars of gain they don't have to pay taxes on so they're five hundred thousand that the current market value is their new basis so again all that money is passed on essentially tax-free to that next generation and again you have a state tax limits in there and certain things the state tax limits set so high right now very few people hit that um, but that's something that I might change down the road because it is a great way to pass money on quite frankly yeah so some of these things that you're talking about are have better uh, tax outcomes than others or just in terms of pa- there's better ways I guess to pass money on if you're in a position to be able to do it for sure and, and especially those brokerage accounts those again individual accounts after tax make sure I mean we, we always want to put a transfer on death affidavit on there a TOD name a beneficiary on that 
We, you know, again, we're not attorneys, but we prefer to leave those directly to children if they're responsible enough, um, avoid the trust in that situation. Um, just a little bit more, I think, more efficient, in my opinion, to pass that on. But it's a great way to uh, pass money on to the next generation. Yeah. Anything else in, that you have seen in your planning processes that works well? For yeah. Passing? I mean, real estate also passes on favorably. Um, again, step up in basis if titled correctly and, and transferable on death. Um, that kind of goes hand in hand with those brokerage accounts in terms of um, inheriting at that, that step up in basis. Um, and then the last thing would be life insurance. You know, it's the, the uh, I guess, the ugly kid in the room no one likes to talk yeah. about. And um, the uh, life insurance always passes on tax-free. It's the only investment that is passed on, ta- aside from Roth, um, really that's guaranteed to pass on tax-free. Okay, so you buy a $100,000 life insurance policy and you die, that $100,000 goes on to your beneficiaries, 100% tax-free. So again, you can think about when we talk about passing on money and um, uh, leaving it to the next generation and tax ramifications, you can see how life insurance really complements the plan or really rounds it all out when we come to look at a holistic plan with a client to say that we can roughly calculate how much tax liability will be there at life expectancy. Again, what the unknown elements we're never going to solve, right? How long you're going to live, how much you're actually going to have at that point, but we can project it and be pretty close within reason Mm -hmm. um, and then estimate where the taxes are going to be at that time. So again, we're kind of guessing a little bit in there, a lot really, a lot of different variables that can change. Um, but having something in there to lessen that tax liability is would be very beneficial. And then we present that in a manner that says, okay, you buy X amount of life insurance, you pay this much money for that. On the outcome, you basically receive or your beneficiaries receive a tax-free death benefit that will cover all your estate tax or your taxes from the IRAs or any estate taxes, anything in that nature. It's all solved for in that situation. Yeah, so it can be as simple as one of these vehicles is used to pass it on, or you use a combination of them to make it as efficient as possible. And it sounds like, I mean, you know much better than I do, but from a historical perspective, I don't feel like how life insurance works changes very often, or there's laws coming after, you know, the functions of life insurance. Yeah, that'd be a hard one to to get (laughs) through. And again, that goes back to, you know, you know, talking with that next generation, having those conversations with your kids, say, hey guys, um, you know, in my ideal world, we'd sit down and have a conversation with our kids and say, hey guys, you know what, mom and dad got X amount in retirement accounts. Um, we have all this money saved. If something ever happens to us, don't worry. We have avenues in place to cover all tax liabilities through our life insurance. So it kind of helps the kids know too where everything is, right? Uh, mom and dad might have bought a life insurance policy that looks really good 20 years ago before they ever met us and it's adequate coverage yet you know when they pass you know the life insurance isn't through us so you know they need to know that they bought it through a prudential or lincoln financial years and years ago but mom and dad do have a policy it's worth this much money and then you can help we can help as a firm process that and, and do the death claim and things of that nature to to take care of everything so uh, it's always good to have those conversations and the last piece of advice i would give in that situation is those conversations are always 
good to have. Again, it's not to be like a buzzkill during the holidays, but typically when people are together, you know, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, Easter, the, the major holidays when you're all together, um, bringing it up at the dinner table, just having a quick conversation about it, um, and just even letting them know the simplistic form of, hey, here's who I work with. If something ever happens to me, call them. Because again, it's hard for us to keep tabs on our, you know, the clients if they're no longer living, right? We yeah. need to, to have some sort of uh, contact point there. So that's kind of the last piece of advice there. Okay. Yeah. And I think you offered some good solutions and a lot of it revolves around communication and um, learning about what those options are. And then just, you know, making sure that everybody, the strategy and the plan for transitioning is organized and people are aware of what that plan is so if you guys have any questions on the topic that we discussed today please don't hesitate to reach out to our office at 330-473-1060 or you can find us on our the website at bashrock-fg.com thanks ben for joining me you bet Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.